0: There we go. No, I don't think it was a connection issue. I just got the ping. So it like the link just showed up. Gotcha.
1: All right. So welcome to part two where we talk about our two reviews and then we have our main subject. The this seems to be what everybody comes back for. So Hmm. let's uh let's start off with Blood of Zeus since it was just the, the one episode and there's a lot to, there's a lot to cover in uh, Hannibal for this, this week.
0: Yeah. Hannibal was still good though. Yes. Yes, it, it is, was. Is, it is really, really good. Um, uh, Blood of Zeus is still the, it's, I, I love hating it. It's just. <laughs> bad. Deuce the coward. Hair is a bitch. uh Heron... He's
1: also I don't a bitch.
0: Know. Well, he's not a bitch. He's a... Uh, he's not Petulant a bitch. Child. He's dumb. one
1: um, child. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, dude, this is an... It, they did it again in this episode where he gets jumped by the dudes who are trying to, like, uh, burn his mom to make sure that she's not one of the uh, the cultists. And... They attack him and actually bloody his nose. And I'm like, what? This is a dude who took a marble pillar to the face and didn't even sneeze, let alone the (laughs) bloody nose. This is also the dude we'd not moments ago watch prop this huge boulder up, like just lifted this big ass boulder and propped it up on a stick, just left it there. Mm-hmm. But it took him a little bit of effort, but that's something a normal man just couldn't have done. Period. And, okay.
1: So and- you're, you're referring to when all the villagers in the poly were fleeing and then that Dick with the fancy necklace, like tripped him up or something, smiled and then ran off.
0: Mm, I, I don't know. I'm talking about the scene where they were, uh, after, uh, what's her name? I'm forgetting her name. The warrior lady. Alexia. Yeah. Who? Alexia. Alexia. Yeah. When Alexia showed them how to look for whether the, uh, whether a person was a cultist or not, because if you burned them, they immediately transformed to protect themselves. Um, so after that, they, they, like a group of them, like six, seven or eight of them got together around the guy around the dick guy with the necklace um, and they went to Heron's house and accused his mother of being a cultist and then when they tried to burn her, Heron was like um, no, this isn't going to happen this is going to happen over my dead body and no other way and then they attack, and like three of them jump in, and uh, the, the one dude with the necklace is like well, how many of us do you think you killed kill before we overrun you and he's like, one who wants to be the first one, right? And that that's always my answer when anyone goes, well, you can only kill so many of us before we get you. And I'm like, okay, who wants to go first? <laughs> and everybody goes, oh, we didn't think that far into this. <laughs> they, they always stop and go, we didn't think that far ahead. We just assumed you would choose someone other than ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> mm. right. But and then they all jumped him and started beating him up. And he had a bloody, he was like, he got bruised and had a bloody nose. And I'm like, this kid took a marble pillar to the face. These guys mm. shouldn't be able to beat him. This <laughs> is like. Mm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, bullshit. And then, you know, he confronts Zeus and Zeus tells him the story of their mom or his mom tells him the story. Um, Zeus is a dick. He put that woman through some ridiculous emotional turmoil coming to her in the guise of her husband. And like, she yeah, thought but, she was going crazy.
1: Yeah, but I bet you that, uh, bet you that uh, Greek pussy was the best, though
0: apparently it's zeus all (laughs) pussy is the best he he doesn't distinguish (laughs) he was probably banging five other girls when he wasn't banging her she just happened to be the Uh. one to get pregnant
1: (laughs) Hmm,
0: right but yeah so i also i also found it in i also found it crazy Like when the king finds – like she gets pregnant with twins and gives birth, and it's obvious one isn't his, and he's like, kill that kid. And then the eagle comes in through the window and knocks everybody down to protect the kid and then turns into Zeus. So he watches a bird turn into this picturesque man in a toga. No one goes, oh, it's a god, or oh, it's Zeus, because they know the gods exist. They all know the gods exist. They worship the gods. Then the king is like, kill that man, and the guards come in, and Zeus literally creates a lightning bolt in his hand and throws it at a guard, and no one goes, oh, shit, that's Zeus. <laughs> they just keep attacking him. Oh, I'm sorry. That was just so insane. You, you watched in, in in a world where you know your gods are real and you know who they are and you just watch a bird turn into a man and then that man forms a lightning bolt the literal symbol of Zeus in his hand and throws it at one of your guards and you don't go oh shit that Zeus everybody stop or he'll kill us all like what <laughs> <laughs> like oh, this this fucking show is so fucking stupid um and then Hera also being a bitch instead of just confronting her husband. But see, this is the thing about Hera. Now, Hera is a bitch. Don't get me wrong. But how is she supposed hmm. to confront somebody who can shapeshift and never allows the confrontation? He actively is hiding what he is doing. And whenever he's close to getting caught, Apollo or someone else takes his place. So she can't prove anything. She could have just went up and accused him, but then he'd just call her crazy, right? So what is she supposed to do? Now, what she's not supposed to do is to go on a homicidal baby-killing rampage, which is what Hera is prone to do in all the old stories, and which is basically what she did here. She gave the king (laughs) visions in his dreams to tell him what was going on with his wife and Zeus's unborn child, knowing the king would kill her and Zeus's progeny. That's what you don't do what you what she should have done is with she should have gone to the to the chick and been like hey you know if the king finds out he's gonna kill the kid so i'll take the kid protect the kid and he'll be all right then with the kid in tow she could have confronted zeus and been like nah this is your kid bitch why are you fucking other women this is literally same eyes the, like literally your kid why are you fucking other women but not nah, like all the guys are just idiots. They're just petulant children with too much power. They always have so,
1: so, is, so quick inter quick interruption for something I hope is funny. Mm. So is this where uh, Greek Maury shows up and pulls out a pulls out a stone tablet and this proves you are the father.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> just Hermes, and this proves you are the father. <laughs> uh yeah just just lots of lots of dumb, and then the fact that Zeus lit okay, so the reason everyone was shitty to Heron's mom is because in order to hide her, Zeus put clouds over that city ever since mm-hmm. she was there, and he right. knew the villagers ostracized and hated her because of that. Because it was lowering their ability to thrive in that area because it was always clouded over. So it was really hard for them to grow crops and things like that, which is why mm-hmm. Heron was mining, because that's how they get all of their trade now. It's through basically mining. That's why they hated her. I don't know why they were constantly calling her a whore and a slut. That that I don't know. But them thinking that she was an uh, ill omen, I can understand now.
1: Fatherly, fatherless son. Basically, oh wow! Because there was no, there was no dad in the picture.
0: It's not like she was banging anybody in the village. She was up on a hill, living by herself, taking care of her son. That's just people being a bunch of jackasses.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like,
1: well, that's that's the times that they uh, found a diamond.
0: Yeah, that is the times. That's of the that times they, uh, of the times. Yeah, that is the times. Of the times, especially when finding diamonds. Um, but uh. So, yeah, yeah, it's another episode where it's like, uh, it's like just <laughs> another episode of them causing their own problems. I also find it odd that if Hera was keeping tabs on Zeus, she'd never notice that an entire city was constantly clouded over, a city that shouldn't be. Because if you if you, uh, if you go through the uh, pantheon of Greek gods, Demeter, is like the goddess of, is like another goddess of nature and earth and crops, she would have, re- she would have absolutely have thought that that shit was weird and been trying to figure out what was going on there. And through that probably would have uncovered Heron and his mother. So I find that really weird. Um, weird, but convenient. Weird, but convenient, it? right? Um, uh, Let's see. Was there anything else that happened in that episode that was worth of any note oh
1: so, so from last week when we left off of episode one, uh, the old man Elias aka Zeus told him to climb up the mountain, find the rose bush unlike any other, and that's where the special ore is to make the sword he made the sword uh, he he also told the story uh, Zeus told the story of the three uh, dream entities, because uh, um, Heron had a dream uh, that had the uh, the necklace of Corinth that his mother had worn, mm-hmm. and so so they're doing that. And Zeus makes the sword, and as you said, Zeus shows him his true form. Heron being the idiot he is like i never want to see you again blah 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 this and that and then at that point that's when um alexia shows up because she's running away from the i guess they're called the seraphim Seraphim, yeah and uh she she you know they meet up and she's like don't just stand there run and and see i just watched the episode 2 rewatched it and uh I can't really think there's much of anything else worth mentioning.
0: I don't think Heron was stupid for telling Zeus to fuck off. He should have told Zeus to fuck off. Everyone who meets Zeus should tell him to fuck off. (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) Like The moment you lock eyes and realize it's Zeus, just be like, fuck right off, and then walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was stupid of him to throw away the sword that was made for him. That's where he
1: fucked up. Very fucking stupid, because he never, spoilers, he doesn't really ever get to use the sword.
0: Which makes its inclusion in the story completely irrelevant. Like, why Uh, even there?
1: No, no, no. He doesn't use it, but uh, Mr. Makes Gerald Want to Burn Stuff Down, he uses it. The brother finds it and uses it. Oh,
0: fucking a! Really? <laughs> That's yep. so fucking dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's like, a powerful weapon just sitting out there. So actually, I guess it makes perfect sense. His brother is in, is in the vicinity after all. So yeah, yeah, because find it, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah,
1: because also also in the in that episode the seraphim are like they well no so the an important thing did happen Alexia took the map put lemon juice on it which is a known reagent for secret hand you know like uh, invisible ink Mm -hmm. and finds the to their underground you know encampment or whatever. And that's when the seraphim show up, and they give the the Romans the convert-or-die speech, and pretty much everyone gets killed. And that's when Alexia runs off, and then she meets up with Heron. But yeah, um, there's probably going to be a lot. Oh, oh, just wait, wait until... I don't want to spoil it, but wait until uh, Zeus intervenes again with Heron. You're probably going to have a red mark on your forehead from what happens there.
0: Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Zeus, just stop.
1: Keep it in your mind. Every pants. time
0: you think of doing something, just don't just stop if
1: he could keep it in his pants there wouldn't be problems
0: it, it, the thing is he just needs to stop because even if he kept it in his pants he would cause some other kind of problem it's just <laughs> zeus's character he can't help himself like he he's much like the reporter in hannibal like I I wrote a note saying this reporter is the kind of person who ruins everything they touch. That mm-hmm. Zeus as well. Ruins every fucking thing he touches.
1: Oh yeah. That that reporter. Ooh, she's Oh that bitch. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that though. Don't worry. <laughs> we will get to that momentarily. Uh, well, uh, is there anything else uh like you said worth mentioning that you can think of? <laughs>
0: No, I don't think anything else happened in the episode that's even, that's worth of that's worth any note.
1: Mm. All right, so that's quick. Let's get on to Hannibal. Nah.
0: Mm. Another really good episode. Um, yeah. As I said before, the reporter is that kind of person who ruins everything they touch. There's a reporter in the episode who's trying to get the lowdown on all the killings and stuff, and while doing that. She outs Graham <clears throat> in an article basically saying that uh not only is the FBI hunting down serial killers, but they're headhunting them and hiring them on to catch other serial killers. Hmm. Uh she ends up talking to one of the uh police officers at the new crime scene. And uh
1: all right, so let's, he, let's uh let's go ahead. Let's let's do it by the numbers.
0: All right, well, I'll let you do that. So you go ahead then.
1: Alright, so the episode starts out with Graham having a dream where he's at the firing range, you know, practicing and he's not doing a very good job of hitting the target. And when he when his magazine runs out, he hits the button for the the paper target to, to come back to him. And when it does, it turns into Hobbs, the guy that he shot. And uh, so that that's like a dream that he has. He wakes up and um Jack, the special agent, excuse me, is at a he goes to Hobbs's cabin, which is like in out in the woods of Maryland somewhere. And uh up in the top of the cabin is a fuck ton of antlers. I think two or three pairs of which had blood on them from him doing the, doing the killings. And of course um, Graham is there and oh. all right, bouncing around. So Graham finds a hare like behind one of the sets of antlers. And um, once we have that scene, then we, come we uh we meet the journalist and I'm using that term loosely uh she's I guess she just took a shower and she's sitting naked in her chair in front of her laptop setting up the whatever the headline for her her tabloid article on uh what was it Tattlecrime dot com. So she's she's not even really a reputable journalist.
0: No, she's like a tabloid journalist.
1: Yeah, but like even even some tabloid journalists journalists can have some repute. Like they they can have an actual magazine. No, th- this bitch has a she's she posts on a website.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, she's a. Uh, I know there's a word for it, but I can't remember what it is right now. Tabloid journalist. Um, no, it's not just tabloid journalists. Like she's a specific type of journalist where she goes out of her she does whatever she has to to get the story she's looking for which has ruined her reputation so that's why she posts on websites and stuff mm, disgraced it's, yeah uh, disgraced i guess would be good but i think there's another actual term for it
1: mm. well maybe maybe one of us will think of it as we're
0: as we're talking
1: yeah. but yeah so so she sets that up she's setting up the uh, the headline and in which she Takes a, like a picture of that of the attic of that cabin, full of all th- all the antlers, and puts that as like the main, the main picture of the article. And so from there we go to Jack and the doctor friend of um, Graham. So like he, she's I guess filling in his class. Graham's class form and uh, Jack shows up and they have a a tiff about how he wasn't supposed to let her, let him get too deep into it and she was supposed to do this but didn't. And she suggests that uh, Graham, you know, see a counselor for for everything. And of course, who do they recommend?
0: Mm, Hannibal.
1: Hannibal. So uh we see him going to hannibal <clears throat> for the for the counseling and hannibal's office for even like even for a psychiatrist or psycho- psychiatrist he's got a big fucking office mm-hmm. with a- fu- like with a two story library in it
0: so i'm i'm wondering i keep wondering if that's like his house that he's actually doing his practice out of. Uh,
1: it could be maybe we'll find out but i don't think so
0: yeah. but, could but in any case he's obviously a well respected and very popular uh psychologist and a, a, and like a successful one at that like his patients get better he he gets results because you you don't yeah you don't have an office like that unless you're well respected and you get a lot of business
1: Right. So we find out that Hannibal basically rubber stamps, as Will put it, his psyche bowel. And there's there's some, you know, psychological, you know, chit chat back and forth between the two. And then from there, we get introduced to our crime of the episode. And I kind of saw this coming because, you, you know, it, it's three kids hiking in the woods And I'm like, oh, so they're going to do the stand by me thing. Gotcha. Okay. So they're hiking in the woods and they stumble across, um, what initially looks just like patches of mushrooms. But then when they look closer, they see like a hand sticking out that's got rebar hammered into the ground next to it. The hand's got an IV coming out of it and you know, they get freaked out and the, uh, The local police get called in, but then also Jack and Will get called in. And we find out that there's a mushroom gardener using bodies as food. So so the reporter shows up on the scene, not actually saying that she's a reporter, but she starts chatting up one of the local detectives to find information out. And while she's doing that, Will is standing in the middle of you know the the bodies, and he tries to do his mind thing, but I think it's not as successful as he would have hoped. So he goes to see Lecter again to get help, mm-hmm. and immediately after, <clears throat> there's a reporter showing up to to talk with him. But Hannibal knows something's up, and we find out that she was recording Han- not only her and Hannibal, but she had recorded Will and Hannibal. Yeah. And so he's not happy about that. And he's like, you know, patient, you know, Dr. Patient confidentiality is a thing and delete all that. And she- it looks like she does, but I don't think she did because of, you know, what Gerald had said previously about her putting out an article about him.
0: I think mean, that was just everything she remembered. Cause if you remember, uh, they came in and they were about to, they were <clears throat> they came in and they detained her because John wanted to talk to her about it and he got her on the fact that she left one of her hairs at the previous crime site uh, crime scene and was contaminating them which he could indict her for.
1: Well that, that, um, was, and, yeah, that was after the interaction with Hannibal. Yes, she, I know. Yeah, she. so she's at her... The, the,
0: right. but It was after the interaction with Hannibal that the article also came out. So, the way she got... We find out in that interaction with John and the rest of the team how she got that information. It was from one of the examiners. Appa- I assume she met him somewhere at some point in time and got him to tell her all about it. Because he says when he's cutting her free, you used me.
1: Mm, well, yeah, he wasn't the only one because then, like the. Uh, I don't want to jump ahead,
0: but uh, you don't have to. You can just go from where you were.
1: Yeah, so after that happens, uh, we go to where is it? Uh, Jack is over at H- Hannibal's house, and Hannibal's feeding him pork loin, which I don't know if it's actually pork loin or not
0: for a second there i thought it was the reporter but then i was like nah that would have been too quick to he prepared that way too quick right. um there's one there's another thing i really noticed about the hannibal show everybody is a very neat eater have hmm. you noticed that mm-hmm. like everyone is an extremely neat eater like everyone Cuts their food in exactly the size they need to fit in their mouth properly, and they chew through, and they always cut each piece like they're very, very neat eaters. Yeah, it's like it's 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 weird. Like it, I started, <laughs> I started noticing it, and I was like, "Man, that's we-. Hannibal." I understand Graham. I even understand, but everybody else too. It's weird, <laughs> and I don't know if that's a part of the psychological thriller part of the show or not and if they're doing it on purpose um because most people don't eat that neatly
1: right we can hope they're doing it on purpose otherwise then it's just a a neat thing that they did to make you know people like us think about that
0: Hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that either
1: yeah so so that it happened um And they have a conver. They're they're of course having a conversation about um, Will and uh, Jack uses or one of them uses the term broken horse, and that Jack uses the term broken horse and handles like, do you think he's broken? And so um, this puts the idea in Lecter's mind that Jack essentially thinks that Will, I guess, I guess. Long story short, Jack thinks Will's broken or, you know, something that you,
0: I feel like the big thing that Jack and everyone is worried about is that Graham will become the next serial killer. That's yeah. what they're worried about. That's yeah. the problem.
1: Because I'm seeing that too. Yeah, because
0: of the way his mind works And because he can so easily Place himself in the perspective And mindset of the killer That's why they keep saying Don't let him get too close Basically, think of it like Graham is diving into the mind Of these serial killers They're afraid that he'll dive Either into the wrong one Or so deep in one He won't come back And he'll just be another serial killer and they yeah. won't know it until after he started killing people. And then they may not even be able to catch him. Because Graham is... It, because of who Graham is, he is very much getting set up to be one of the greatest serial killers they've ever seen. Like, they're and, all terrified of it. Like, the... Yeah. Like, and, he's sitting and, on the... yeah oh, uh, good you know, uh, I'm, well,
1: I'm seeing... Yeah,
0: go ahead. <laughs> well, I was gonna say there's a there's a scene later in the episode where he's in the uh, hospital room of the girl he saved from Hobbs, Hobbs's daughter, and
1: mm-hmm. she's
0: still in a coma. And in that one lady, I forget her name, uh, who t- who uh, Jack talks to often to bring yeah, the, Graham back.
1: Yeah, and,
0: uh, yeah, the, the uh, she's in there. And she's yeah, she's in there. and She's reading a story, and he wakes up and he says i don't believe we've ever been in a room alone together and she's like oh well i mean she's here so you can't really say that's alone he's like oh well i guess and that's a very telling thing i believe they said something to the same effect in the first episode too that she has never allowed herself to be alone in a room with him Hmm. they are terrified that he will turn into a serial killer um, and the thing is it 's very possible he could. Hannibal sees it too, and that 's another terrifying thing about the show. Hannibal is the greatest serial killer of them all in this particular universe, and he is rubbing elbows and becoming their best friends and confidants i 'm mm-hmm. still not I am still not convinced that he 's not behind every single one of these serial killings. Like mm-hmm. not not him directly, but I am still unconvinced that he's not the one making like making the serial killers and then doing some of the other serial killings,
1: pulling the strings from behind you know from behind the curtain. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, so I did,
1: I can definitely see that in the case of Hobbs because he calls Hobbs, you know, towards the end of the first episode.
0: Yeah. and i could also see it in the case of this new killer because all hannibal like hannibal's very perceptive i mean he's a psychologist so because of how calm and perceptive he is on top of his knowledge of psychology when he first meets a person if you've noticed he can very easily figure a person out almost immediately um so it would be nothing for him to recognize the serial killer, the you know the sociopathic tendencies of a person he's met, and then talk to them and point them in the right direction.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's why I am unconvinced he is not behind all of this.
1: Well, I I would definitely I would definitely uh, I'm gonna say it now I think he is behind all of it. Just based off of the interaction with Hobbs, you know, he's if he's not behind all of it, he's behind almost all of it.
0: Yeah, that's that's my prediction. Yeah. So, and and that's just yeah, that's just my opinion. It it just because they because when you think about it, he's not really doing much in the in the shows, right? like we've seen oh. that he he killed the girl the 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 copycat killing that they think is just a random copycat killing we know that was Hannibal he did it on purpose because mm. he's the one who took her lungs like we already saw how that ended <laughs> so <laughs> we know he's killing um right. so it is it is literally this you know it is it is literally this um this situation of the lambs rubbing elbows with the lion. And then it feels like Hannibal is trying to raise another lion in Graham. But yeah. what he's doing is he's gaining his trust. Even in the second episode, you can already see that Graham is coming to trust Hannibal more than he trusts anyone else. Yeah, Because he didn't... That's probably
1: Good. by Hannibal's design.
0: Well, Absolutely. And he was resistant going to Hannibal too. But the moment he was with Hannibal, he immediately it's like he relaxed. It was like it, it was like he relaxed.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I
0: uh, don't know. It's so good. It's so good. I can't recommend it highly enough. It's so good so far. I don't know how yeah. the rest of the season so <laughs> far
1: yeah so in between the you know being uh jack confronting the the writer um we get the the breakthrough in the method of killing because the the csis have exhumed the the bodies and they're looking at them and graham is there and you know we we get we get all the science, you know all the talk like you know they they weren't killed they were kind of just no, they all died of kidney failure. And then that's yeah. the one piece that Will needs is like, they're all diabetic, aren't they? It's diabetic ketoacidosis. They basically fall into a coma because they're being pumped up with sugar water, which also helps feed the mushrooms.
0: Well, no. It's not that they're being pumped up with sugar water that they're in a coma. He gives them something to put them in a coma, and then he feeds them sugar water intravenously to flood their system so that they don't die. That's how he feeds them is through the sugar water. That's not what's what's putting them in the coma. He puts them in the coma first.
1: Yeah, and it's because they're diabetic, and we see this because uh, one of the like the one rescued girl who was actually in Good Luck Chuck. Um,
0: the, That's where I recognized her from. Like the moment yep. I saw her, I knew I recognized her, but I couldn't think of from where.
1: Yep. I I actually went and looked it up on IMDb. <laughs> she was okay. uh, Chuck's girlfriend who was giving him the blowy on the beach.
0: Ah, uh, Oh, yeah. Still hot, too
1: yep and, and and since we've both seen good luck, Chuck, we know what she looks like without that business suit on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, we see her interaction with the pharmacist, and he decides to pick her as his next target. So when he goes into the refrigerator for the uh, insulin, he gives her, I guess, one of his uh, specially crafted vials, which will put her in the, initially put her in the coma yeah and uh, so that happens and and I think it was shortly after like the entire FBI team goes into the pharmacy because they because uh, will knew that it was a pharmacist that would be able to do that, and I guess they looked up uh, who their pharmacist. the the dead people who their pharmacist was and it was all came back to the same pharmacy
0: right so yeah it seems he was just any diabetic who came to his pharmacy he was just picking for this like he didn't seem to do it he it's not like he he didn't seem to be trying to cover it up or be secretive about it it's like if you came to his pharmacy and he found out you were a diabetic you were getting planted
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna be in my mushroom garden motherfucker yeah So, you know, they get there and uh evidently the pharmacist had read the article that the reporter had had posted onto uh title Crime and he tried to escape. I think he no yeah, he no no no. Okay, even before that. So since we got sidetracked. So once Jack confronts her and then like the next day she, you know, wakes up, she's going down to her car that there's the the detective the local detective that she had chatted up you know basically like you know you you know you did this to me and then she's just being all smug and it's like well you know you know sorry i got you fired it's like i'm not fired i'm suspended it's like oh no you're gonna get fired but i can recommend a security company for you that'll pay you a lot better and then he's like you you just don't you've done this before And like, you know, like Gerald said, she, she doesn't give a shit. Oh, there was a show where there was another reporter just like that, that I think we've both watched. And I can't remember what it is now, but regardless. So, you know, that happens. And then here comes the pharmacist shooting the detective in the head and then has a conversation with the, with the, the journalist. And we find out that she basically spilled her guts about Will. Of course she did. <laughs> right. So then, uh, so, but so there's that. And then back at the Oh, pharmacy- also
0: what we, uh, what we also failed to mention is hmm. the entire reason that the pharmacist was out on the loose is because she, when she released that article, they were Uh, They were close to capturing him, but when she released that article, it tipped him off, and he got away. It was one of the reasons when John detained her, he was so furious because her fucking stupid article tipped off this serial killer and allowed him to get away. And if he hadn't been so interested in Graham, he could have literally disappeared and then started doing this again somewhere else, and they might have never caught him
1: right but the dumb even, bitch right even though he was tipped off though he left his car in the parking lot and there and that's where speck was like buried in peat moss and with a mask over her face so they saved her but the uh the pharmacist got away um, so we also found out that hang on i'm getting a phone call Mm -hmm. um so we find out that you know the reporter talked and now the pharmacist is going after abigail and essentially long story short uh graham shows up at the hospital shoots the pharmacist in the shoulder and and saves um saves Abigail, and we find out the pharmacist is pretty much a wacko like we expected.
0: Yeah. Sees the connections in mushrooms, which is why he was planting mushrooms on people. And he was talking about uh, he thought that Graham would be able to understand him because he read the article about how Graham basically can see through the eyes and the thoughts of the serial killers, and that's how he catches them. And that's why the guy came back, because he thought Graham might be someone who could understand him Mm. and to help him make his connection with Hobbs's daughter. He was going to go and he was going to plant her. And he started talking about how mushrooms are constantly reaching out for people and making all of these intricate connection, uh, connection routes and freeways with each other and stuff like that.
1: Right. And then, um, and at, the, at the end of the episode, d- that's where I was starting to think like you were thinking. I think is gonna fuck Will up. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break since uh,
0: the wife is. Well, hold on. One more. Th- well, one more thing before we do. Mm. Also in this episode the reason Will has been having such a hard time is because he's having an issue with the fact that when he killed Hobbs he didn't feel bad about it. Right. Which is a like a so, uh, which is a sociopathic thing and that's one of the things he was talking to Lecter about. So that's the big thing. Which is kind of one step closer to making him a serial killer. So that was his big conflict. That that was his biggest conflict during this episode.
1: Right. All right. So let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. Sorry about that uh, abrupt departure there on that last bit. Uh, had to go help the wife with an emergency up at the uh, up at the store. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not a fun not a fun emergency. So. On to our main topic, Uh, Gerald's Gerald's suggestion for this one. I think it's going to be interesting. I uh, might not have as much to say, unfortunately, but uh, let's talk about some bad guys in anime.
0: Uh, No, the topic was bullshit characters in anime and video games.
1: Oh, bullshit characters.
0: Yeah. Now, the definition... I guess we should go over the definition of bullshit. Like, characters that are way overpowered or have abilities that should have allowed them to win, but for some reason they didn't. Random power-ups, things like that. Uh, We also excluded anyone from the Marvel or DC universe, as they have been in video games, and there are DC animes as well as Marvel animes. um, Because there are it's way too easy to pick a slew of bullshit characters from those genres, um, so in that way, it got limited a little bit. But there's still plenty. Um, but I thought this would be this would be kind of fun. Huh. All
1: right, so I'll go with the first one on the list, Vegeta.
0: Yeah, I put. Yeah. Uh, I, I put. Uh, d- uh well, you need to explain. Well, why is he a bullshit character to you?
1: Well, I had thought this was specifically anime, but now I now I understand it's well, video games as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, the Vegeta still works, but why do you think he's a bullshit character? What is your reasoning?
1: Uh, well, I'd have to th- I have to think back to to drag to Dragon Ball
0: Z. Because he's,
1: he's always such a dick. But being the Prince of Saiyans, I guess that's uh, kind of a given. You're gonna be a dick when you know basically you grew up thinking your shit don't stink.
0: And well, even he- Oh go ahead. No, no. Can finish your explanation. Your reasoning.
1: Yeah, and even after uh, Bulma tried to tame him with her feminine wiles, he's still kind of a dick.
0: Not so much in Super anymore. In in Super, he's... It's not even really Vegeta anymore.
1: Just a Vegeta stand-in who's kind of been neutered, probably.
0: Pretty much. (laughs) poor vegeta yeah i put most of the dragon ball guys in honorable mentions because for me everyone in dragon ball is bullshit they can move at faster than light speeds they're all super strong they can blow up planets um i gave honorable mentions to super saiyan i I did an honorable mention section And I gave an honorable mention to Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, an honorable mention to Hit, and an honorable mention to Jiren. I gave an honorable mention to Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta because he is arguably the most powerful character in the Dragon Ball series. Period. Um, I gave it to Hit because Hit has the ability to freeze time. There's a point in Dragon Ball Super where he literally removes a character from time itself to freeze them. Like, Hit is probably the most powerful character. Hit is the most powerful character in Dragon Ball Super. But they did the bullshit thing of, like, his powers are bullshit. So he can create his own dimension he can be out of phase he can be out of phase with the dimension so you can see and talk to him but you can't touch him and he can attack you from that dimension by jumping from it into the normal phase and then back so you can't even counterattack him he can attack you from range hitting pressure points and every time he freezes time he like collects it he's the most bullshit character. Um, Jiren I gave an honorable mention because Jiren is just so powerful. He's more powerful than all of the Gods of Destruction. Like He outright showed that in the Tournament of Power. He's so overwhelmingly strong. He's already more powerful than all of the Gods of Destruction. Goku was only able to be stronger than the Gods of Destruction on his own when he went into Ultra Instinct. And that was also the only way he was actually able to beat Jiren, was in Ultra Instinct. So that's why Jiren is bullshit. He's just overwhelmingly, ridiculously powerful. And the same thing with Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Um, There's a moment in uh, Dragon Ball GT where uh, Omega Shinron creates a ball of negative energy made of all the ill will. He basically called it the negative karma ball. It was all the evil that humans had done throughout history and threw it at fucking Gogeta. Gogeta not only kicked it back in, kicked it into outer space, but he, when he did, he forced his own life force into the ball and turned all the negative energy and the positive energy. Actually, like, brightening and revitalizing the world. He's the most bullshit character. I'm <laughs> like I
1: was about to say, what the
0: fuck? Yeah, he is the most <laughs> bullshit character. Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta is arguably the most powerful character in all of Dragon Ball. And I think the only person who anyone could say actually is stronger than him are the other fusions. Uh, the blue-haired Vegeta from Su- from Dragon Ball Super or the blue-haired Fidgeto from Dragon Ball Super would be the only ones close. And I still say he's more powerful than them. Like, he was defeating Omega Shenron without, like... You'd have to watch the fight, but he would just stand there, and Omega Shinron would get hit by something. like just and we've seen that before from the other two as well, but it's you just have to you have to watch it. like he's he's ridiculous. Um Then I gave honorable mentions, but the first on my list as a bullshit character is Diablo uh, Diablo and the Nephilim. So Diablo from the Diablo game. He is one of the greater evil, along with Mephistopheles and Baal. And then there's the four minor evils, which are Asmodane uh, uh, and Duriel, Durial, and I forget the name of the Lord of Lies. Like I, I don't I don't think it's above. it's something else. Belial, and then Belial. Those are the four minor evils, and then you have the three greater evils, which are Diablo, Mephistopheles, and uh, Baal uh the reason he's such a bullshit character is because diablo is the lord of terror and what that means is that he has no fear and can manipulate the fears of others this makes him insane this is said in on record that this makes him ridiculously more dangerous than his brothers because he fears nothing not even his own demise which is shown because he made a huge plan That started with his own death. So when demons are killed, they'll eventually coalesce back in the hells, at least the greater evils and the minor evils will. So what he ended up doing is he, uh, in the animated short Wrath, he gets into a battle with uh, a couple of the archangels. I think Malthiel is there, Sarasvel is there uh 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 the angel of justice i can't believe i'm, I'm, I'm forgetting his name um <laughs> uh because he's the main angel we always deal with and i cannot remember his name right now Teriel and Tyrion. uh and oh. then the other one is uh imperious who is the angel uh, who's supposed to be the angel of valor and Diablo murders a bunch of angels, a bunch of his brothers, and it drives Imperius to rage. And he's goading Imperius throughout their entire battle. And Imperius is about to deliver the final blow when the other angels break in and stop him and restrain Diablo. So they're intending on trapping Diablo, but Imperius goes against all of them and kills Diablo and as diablo is dying he says and the trap has finally been sprung and if you go through all the diablo series with diablo being trapped in the in the black soul stone and how it has manifested in him coming back and then him being defeated again but then going into diablo 3 where they start trapping all of the greater evils and minor evils into the black soul stone this was all diablo's plan his entire plan mm was to become a part of the black soul Stone. I'm just laughing yeah and then have uh, and then have all the other e- the the uh, greater and minor evils Oh uh, no connection problem
1: how I did not miss you
0: right it had been doing so good for like the last two three podcasts mm-hmm. um But in any case, so all of this was Diablo's plan in order to be reincarnated through one of his human mortal descendants into the prime evil, which is him with all of the lesser and uh, the other lesser and greater evil's power combined into one. And with that power, he completely toppled heaven. Um what he didn't count on, and and the only the only one of the evils that uh, of the lesser evils or greater evils that realized what was going on was Asmodean, and there is a cinematic in Diablo three where Asmodean is talking to. Um, uh, the niece of uh, the old man. I'm forgetting names again. It's apparently what I do. I'm so bad with them. But anyway, Asmodane is in a cinematic with her and he's talking about how you thought you, he, he basically goes, he's like, you thought you were so clever. I watched this one by one. All our brothers fell into your trap. But I, fine. And I had, to, I, I watched that cinematic like three times before I realized he's not talking to her he's talking to Diablo. He's telling Diablo that he figured out what Diablo was trying to do and that the Black Soul Stone was the key to becoming the prime evil. But Diablo, I think, also took that into account when it came to Asmodane, because Asmodane was the greatest strategist of the hell. That is, you know, that's in, in what is stated. Asmodane was the greatest strategist in hell. So I think Diablo took into account that he might figure it out and was relying on the Nephilim to defeat Asmodane, which happened, and Asmodane was added to the crystal, which then um, – I think it was Leah. Leah I think Leah is the girl's name, and then her own mom performs the ritual to allow Diablo to take her over and become the prime evil. What the mm-hmm. didn't count on is that the Nephilim are even bigger bullshit characters than him. <laughs> because the Nephilim ended up becoming so powerful that they defeated him even as the prime evil. And then they went and then you go on to defeat Malthiel, who has absorbed all of the power of the Black Soul Stone. And so the Nephilim then goes on to be such a bullshit character that you defeat death itself. so diablo and the nephilim are bullshit characters and diablo alone is a bullshit character because because he can manipulate fear you have the fear is what we see as caution so the fact that diablo can manipulate fear he can manipulate you into aggression because or he can manipulate you into over-cautiousness. He can make you too afraid, or he can make you not afraid because he can manipulate fear. So his ability to manipulate the fears of things around him is a much more sinister and dangerous thing than it at first appears.
1: Right. Yeah. Have to take another quick break. Um, have to take up a new pair of shoes to Christy. She's got shit on her other ones.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, It's a busy damn night and I don't like it. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, go ahead and continue on and we can wrap it up.
1: Yep. Alright, so... Villain bullshit bad guys from video games. Well, that could be any boss from Destiny. Who should I start with?
0: Well, no, it's not just... It's not just villains, it's any character whose abilities make them bullshit. Or
1: lack of abilities, or just their bullshittiness.
0: Like, I suppose.
1: Like Aldrin, the prince of the Awoken. Oh, he's. Uh, well, <coughs> our hate of him for killing Kate aside he's definitely a bullshit character because as much of a big game as he talked in the first Destiny and a little in the second Destiny, he sure did get himself tricked up by uh, Riven Mm. who ended up up being the uh, um, Shadowkeep big boss the uh, the raid boss for The Last Wish. But then again... I guess I would have to, uh, I'd have to admit she's called Ribbon of the Thousand Voices for a reason.
0: Well, bad things happen when you try to bang your sister. (laughs) Just saying.
1: Well, I mean, it's Mara Sov. I mean, wouldn't you bang her?
0: Yes, I'd bang his sister, but she's not my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I'd bang his sister. (laughs) but like that, that was the the whole thing
1: with with that was uh, Riven tricked him by am uh, by using his sister's voice um it also didn't help that at that same time Verix who was the prison of elders warden decided to you know fuck off on his own which led to the events of Cade getting killed um, at the start of, uh, actually that was, oh, what was it? Uh, not fallen. It was one of the expand, one of the expansions that was part of, uh, God damn it. I can't think of it, but yeah, he's a bullshit character. Cause he was just a lot of big talk and, uh, and a lot of, uh, like Gerald said, a lot of creepy sister loving vibes, but, uh, guess what? He's back, and he's Maybe a light sister. bearer now.
0: Oh, of course, he is.
1: And Bungie's really trying to make us like him,
0: because they all want to bang their sisters too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, we kill him at the end of uh, the expansion where Cade dies. We. We, meaning, you know, your guardian, um, the Queen's Wrath, I can't think of her name. And then, you know, we both shoot him in the, in the head with, uh, with our, our pistols. And then we think it's all over and done with. Well, over the last couple expansions for the people who like to delve into the lore, uh, they find out that a ghost picked him. And it's in Beyond Light that we're reintroduced to him. His name is now Crow. Like I said, Bungie's really trying to get us to like him now. More, mm. so, much, so much so, in fact, that uh, you receive a letter from Osiris, basically telling you let the past be in the past. Don't beat on the, you know, don't beat up Crow for who he was because he's not that anymore. Which I say, fuck you, Osiris. I still want to beat on that motherfucker. He killed <laughs> Cade. And I suppose, uh, since we're talking about bullshit characters, there are some people who consider Cade to be a bullshit character.
0: Uh, why is Cade a bullshit character? Uh,
1: I think they, they thought he's a bullshit character just because everybody loves him, because it's Nathan Fillion.
0: I wouldn't I, consider that make I don't I wouldn't consider that making him a bullshit character though.
1: Well to to the people who hate on Cade, I get you know, probably the ones who love Zavala so much. Uh they would they considered him a bullshit character and weren't sad that he was killed by Aldrin. And to them I say they are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh so yeah, Aldrin character, but they brought him back and they're trying to make us love him. Not going to happen. He's he's cor I'll, I'll give it to him. He's quirky and not a dick now. Not a, not a, nearly as much of a dick as he was when he was Aldrin. But still, I don't like him. Yeah. And they can't make me like him. <laughs> uh uh, okay so this one from personal experience in playing the surge the uh the final boss uh doesn't even doesn't even really have a name i don't think at least i don't remember but it's essentially uh intelligent uh nanites or one of the one of the scientists at the at the company was experimenting with artificial intelligence and put it into the closest thing I can approximate it to is SIVA from the, the rise of iron expansion of destiny. It's, uh,
0: I thought SIVA was the nanites.
1: It was in, in the rise of iron, but it's, a uh, that I'm using that to describe what this stuff in the surge is.
0: Hmm.
1: It's like that. And, um, the scientist before he died was experimenting, putting, you know, using the, these nanites to infect people, infect, uh, electronics to the point where the final boss you meet is this giant fucking four legged. I would, I would almost call it like a, a giant lion. And it's, Bullshit, because it's got those air, AOE attacks, and and it's not, and that's not even its final form. You remember that lovely trope, mm-hmm. right? So, like, what you you have to uh, there's n- there's nodes on it that you have to beat down, and beat them down, and beat them down, and once they're beat down enough, there's a a thing you can access on the far far side of the map that will it, it's almost like a kill switch but then it doesn't actually kill it then it turns into this tall very bullshitty humanoid version of itself that I can't defeat yet so that's why i say it's bullshit
0: <laughs> okay gotcha
1: uh, irritating Hmm. Um, I mean, we can't have we can't have bullshit a bullshit listicle without mentioning Cloud and Sephiroth.
0: Well, let me do my next ones, and then you can mention Cloud and Sephiroth. Uh, I put I put Sephiroth on the honorable mentions. Uh, I was looking for more obscure <laughs> stuff, so uh, uh, this is my two and my three. Number two, I put Tenchi from Tenchi Muyo. And number three is Boo from T- Tenchi GXP and the Dual s- Series. The reason Tenshi is a bullshit character is because of light hawk wings, which are capable of materializing matter and consigning it to nothingness. They are the manifestations of energy from a higher plane of existence and take incredible amounts of power to create in the current universe. Tenchi can create three wings of it. So mm-hmm. basically, the reason is a bullshit character because he is a higher being than the Chosen. The Chosen are the highest known beings, period, that we know of currently. They are Washu, who is the eldest sister, uh, Tokimi, who is the middle sister, and Tsunami, who is the youngest. They're the three goddesses mm-hmm. that created the Tenchi universe and all the other universes and all the other races. But even in their infinite wisdom, they knew that there must be a power greater than their own, even though they could not sense it, see it, or you know know it. So they decided that they were going to try to see if they could either make it reveal itself or if they could create this power by, through their own different methods. Tsunami Basically, cultivated dry and cultivated an entire civilization of beings who could harness light haw- the power of the Lighthawk wings, which is the higher energy. Tokimi went about seeding the universe with chaos to hopefully create a singular anomaly that would give birth to such a being. And Washu went into scientific experimentation, which is what Ryoko is. Ryoko is her greatest, uh, uh, her greatest experiment in creating a greater being than herself. Um, And all of this tinkering with time and space and, Probability and stuff gave birth to Tenshi, who is in actuality a higher being than they are, which is why he, which is one of the reasons he can create the Lighthawk wings, but he's actually a high, he's from a higher, he is actually, he was born into this universe, but he is actually a higher, he is actually a higher being. Than the three like supreme goddesses, um, mm. and that's why Tenchi is a bullshit character. Uh, the Light Hawk Wings, as I said, can materialize and consign matter to nothingness. Basically, they can create and destroy matter—things that the science that science says can't be done. Um, they mm. he also has the ability to manipulate black holes with this power. Um, and he can form the wings into any manner of objects he can think of. Normally, it's a sword and armor because he was trained as a Jorian warrior. Um, but there's actually nothing saying that he can't materialize the wings into anything he can think of. Uh, <clears throat> now, there's also another being who was born just like uh, Tenchi, who was Z. And he's from the Tenchi Muyo Ryoko series, which is where a lot of this stuff is explained. Um, and he can... Yeah, I don't remember any of that from
1: regular Tenchi Muyo. Nope.
0: This is the extra series that they did after called Tenchi Muyo Ryoko. Um, and Z can create five Lighthawk wings. And it was it was shown that the reason Tenchi can't manifest the Lighthawk wings whenever he wants to is because it's not needed. It's, it's sort of like an instinctive kind of thing and he also has kind of a split personality because his god self sleeps inside of him and only manifests when necessary due to his own conscious whims. It's weird. Um, mm. There's a point in time when he is slashed by Z. And begins to become a god of the higher or of the higher plane above Washu, Tokimi, and Tsunami, and he threatened to literally destroy all of reality beneath that higher dimension because of it. Uh, not to mention that he wasn't mentally prepared for that, so he was, I guess, kind of going insane or losing his mind. Uh, so it, a lot of random weird stuff happened in Tenchi Muyo Ryoko, but that's why that's why Tenchi is a bullshit character. He is basically in all reality, he is in actuality God. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Though, and then you mentioned. Jinbu from... From uh, Tenchi GXP, uh, the Galaxy Police series, and then Dewall. It's basically the same with minor differences, but Jinbu is this giant mechanical construct of unknown origin that linked itself to Sena and Galaxy Police, and in Mm Dewall, it it linked itself to... Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Whatever
1: his name is. Yeah,
0: I'm forgetting his name. But in Dewall, the reason he was linked is cuz Jean Boo was him in the other reality because in Dual there's two realities there's the one the main character is from and then you go over into the other reality and it's basically our reality but with differences like giant robots which are from like an ancient civilization oh. but when he goes over into the other reality he can't find his counterpart and it turns out his counterpart is Jean Boo Boo is bullshit because Boo is basically like <laughs> Tenchi and that he can manifest the Lighthawk wings and on multiple occasions shows that not only can he create micro black holes, but also control them to such a fine degree that he can absorb lasers into it without disturbing the surrounding area. Micro black holes is in his mm. hand and being able to direct what it actually affects. That's bullshit. (laughs) Not only that, but in Tenchi GXP, he literally pulls a ship out of hyperspace. So for those who don't know what hyperspace is, it is a uh, made-up theoretical space a space that is out of phase with our universe, and it's basically a copy of our universe, but it's highly shrunken down. So if you go into hyperspace at one point, you can get to another point going faster than light and at a much shorter distance than if you went through the normal space of nor of our normal universe. So basically, it's kind of like a shortcut. It's, it's, it's a shortcut dimension. So there was a ship. Mm-hmm. That jumped into hyperspace. It got into hyperspace. And G and Jim Boo not only literally grabbed, physically grabbed the edges of dimensional reality to keep the hyperspace hole open, but he then reached into hyperspace, grabbed the ship, and pulled it out. <laughs> because, because, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> because absolute and utter bullshit. But yeah, so that's my number 2 um, and my number 3.
1: So, um when I first played Final Fantasy 7, I well I was first int- it was it came out when I was in middle school. And I didn't actually play it play it myself until I was stationed in South Korea, and I bought a modded PlayStation and basically bootleg copies of, of video games. Now, um, we, we did cover the remake of Final Fantasy VII, uh, uh, what, earlier this year? Around the
0: time when it came out. I still haven't picked it up, I need yeah. to.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I actually liked Cloud back then, but now, Cloud's a dick and we we talked about it but i didn't realize it until you know
0: later yeah but he he hasn't changed really he was always a dick like i mean there was a change because he went from just being like he went from being like the sasuke kind of dick to being like uh the uh like an emo dick in the advent children Uh, because I mean, you can say Sasuke is emo too, but Sasuke is more of a dick in the I need to get vengeance for my family kind of way. He's not, it's not so much emo, it's just that he's willing to do anything for his revenge at the slight he sees that was done. Whereas emo is kind of like, eh, nothing really matters, it's all so stupid, and yeah, that like. Yeah, Cloud has that in Advent <laughs> Children. He he's outright like emo bullshit.
1: But like, um, so I come to understand that he's he's like literally like the biggest poser ever. Yeah. Like he, he wasn't he wasn't in Soldier. Uh I don't remember I never got to how he had the uh the blue colored eyes because of the, the Mako. I don't... I never found out how he got those, but, like, he's...
0: Well, no, he is a soldier, bullshit. and I do believe he was in Soldier, because there's that scene in Final Fantasy VII where he's on a mission with Sephiroth.
1: Hmm. But but, we, but still, he's, he's like, a big fucking poser. Yeah. So, okay, so he was in Soldier, but he probably talked up what he did and what he really did wasn't, like, he, he talked himself up being a, a spec ops, you know, special ops operator, when in actuality he was probably just a cook. Kind of thing. Eh.
0: I don't know, it's, my... it's hard to tell because there's a lot of memory manipulation bullshit in Final Fantasy VII. Like, he has a lot of memories that aren't actually real. Um, but he is a soldier. He was in a special unit. Um, he is Mako infused, much in the same way that Sephiroth is. Um, like, he is a badass, but he's not, like, a Sephiroth badass. Like, the guy he got his Buster Sword from is more of a badass than him, and Jill's more of a badass than him. Sephiroth is more of a badass than him, and, uh, <laughs> um, there's another guy from Crisis Core, uh, Along with Angeal of uh, Can't remember his name, Redhead Dude, uh constantly reciting a poem. Um, but those guys are all like more badass soldiers. Those were like the elite soldiers. Um and uh Let's see. I'm trying to remember because there's that I, I specifically remember the the like either it was a flashback or you actually going back to when he was working with Sephiroth, and there are these like there the monsters you're fighting are these high level monsters you don't see until like in game, and you're hitting them for like a 300 damage, and Sephiroth is just one shotting them, <laughs> it's just like for like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage, just boom dead. <laughs> mm. or is it 99 it, I know it was like max damage I don't know if it was 9,000 9, or if it was 99,999 9, um, but he's just one shotting them it's like it's nuts
1: yeah and then uh, okay so like I said uh, I never got really very far into Final Fantasy but just Sephiroth is bullshit just because I don't know I'd have to almost say that um, Sasuke took his emo cues from
0: Sephiroth if I'm thinking that correctly nah I wouldn't say Sasuke Mm, is there a Sephiroth in Naruto
1: um fucking what's his nuts his brother
0: Itachi? I would have said Itachi until you find out why Itachi is doing the things that he's doing. So he's not a Sephiroth. Um uh, you win this time, Itachi. Uh I wouldn't say it's not a Rochimaru either. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't I don't think there is an equivalent Sephiroth character in Naruto. Uh.
1: But uh what was it there? There's backstory, though, to why Sephiroth is as much of a dick as he is. And it involves, uh, I think it's covered in the uh, Dirge of Cerberus game,
0: which I'm pretty sure it's covered in then, the Final Fantasy seven game, too. Like he found. Oh, yeah. You know, like I said. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> like I said, I never got that far. <laughs> but
1: like he he has a he has a love interest with uh a female scientist? What was it? Genebra?
0: No, not Genebra. Geneva. Uh, Geneva? I don't know, because Geneva's his mom.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe it was uh, Maybe it was Vincent that had that love interest then.
0: Because the uh, basically the reason <laughs> Sephiroth goes all nuts and tries to genocide the planet is because he finds out that he is a test tube baby that was grown in a lab, and that he's basically an alien... <laughs> And then he finds out about Geneva, who is who he was created from. They use Geneva's cells to create Sephiroth. It's also why he's so powerful. Like he, he was tooted as the ultimate monster. Yeah. So he found out about all that and of and course went you're nuts.
1: gonna have a bullshit at it. Yeah.
0: He found out about all that and went nuts.
1: Yeah. Damn Sephiroth, but he had a wicked sword. Yeah, I mean anybody who can wield a nine foot friggin' no and not have a problem and get nine hundred ninety nine 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 insta kills, even if he's bullshit,
0: that's still pretty. Yeah, cool. Sephiroth is a cool character. Bullshit <laughs> all the way, but cool character.
1: Um, Alright, do you have anyone else you no, can think uh, of?
0: Sosuke Aizen from Bleach. Uh, Sosuke Aizen is a bullshit character because of Kyoko Sugetsu, his Zanpakuto Toe in its Shikai form, because it can perform Kanzen Simon, perfect hypnosis. So this motherfucker has a. Okay, so this motherfucker has a Shikai that upon you seeing its release, hypnotizes you perfectly and takes full control of your five senses. Sight, smell, touch, all of that. And he can create any kind of illusion for you to see that he wants to. Not only that, <clears throat> but it doesn't matter how long it's been since you last saw his Shakai, any he... Applies his shikai, he can manipulate your senses. It never goes away, no matter how long it's been. Um, the Visoreds hadn't seen, hadn't actually seen or interacted with Eisen for a hundred and ten years, and the moment they came back and he went into his shikai, he was able to manipulate their senses perfectly. So. Oh, of course, he we never get to see his Bankai because there is no way Kubo could give him a Bankai. That's also why he's a bullshit character. His shikai <laughs> is literally more powerful than everyone else's Bankai. He has his shikai is more powerful than every other character's Bankai or ultimate, I don't care what ultimate move they have, his shikai is more powerful. I can't think of a single ability. Or Bonkai, Or Quincy power. That is li- that is in any way. More powerful. Than Kiyoka Sugetsu. So if you gave him a Bankai. It would just be. Manipulate reality dude. It, it, that's the only way it could go. He just He just can manipulate reality. At that point. Um, he's also the person who created the Hyugokyu which is that little mystical crystal in the show that was granting wishes and allowed him to then create the Arankar. He's also the one who created the Visoreds. He's been deceiving the Soul Society since he was in the Soul Society, and the only person who caught on to him was Urahara, and the only reason Urahara caught on to him is because Urahara was the only person in Soul Society who never saw his Shikai. That is the only reason hmm. Urahara was a threat. Lucky her.
1: or unlucky uh, Urahara her, is guess. the candy shop
0: dude. <laughs> With the hat? He used to be your favorite character.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you meant uh uh what's her... the Rukia. That's what I thought you meant.
0: Yeah, Rukia Kushi. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. what I no. thought you meant. When no, you said Urahara, Urahara Kisuke. Um... Yeah. yeah. Dude with the hat. So yeah, like immensely intelligent. Also not only, and he's not only bullshit because of that even without the Kyoka Sugetsu, he is the most powerful Uh, he's the most powerful soul reaper outside of the old man. He literally went into Hueku Mundo and just physically overpowered Vasto Lordes, which were considered the most powerful and dangerous hollows in the series. Um, there is one right. point after he created the Arankar, uh Grimjow, the number oh six Arankar, mouthed off to him. And Aizen literally... Uh, what is the right way to say that pinned him to the floor with just his spiritual pressure Mm. and, and and (laughs) Grimjaw couldn't do anything. (laughs) <laughs> and the only reason also he's bullshit because the only reason Ichigo was able to defeat him in the end is because he no longer had Kyoka Sugetsu because the Hugoku decided to take away like Kubo had to write in the story that he lost his Zanpakuto and the ability to use Kyoka Sugetsu mm. to give him a weakness that would allow him to be defeated. And it's also implied that the only reason Ichigo exists is because Aizen wished deep down inside for someone who was as strong as him to fight. That is – it's implied that's the only reason Ichigo even exists. That's why he's part hollow and part Quincy and part soul reaper, because only that way could he be – (laughs) yeah. That's why Sozen Aizen is bullshit. So – Aizen is the entire reason the Bleach show even happened. Because without Ichigo, there is no bleach <laughs> there is no Bleach anime. And the only reason Ichigo exists is because Aizen wanted someone as powerful as him.
1: <laughs> if it's not been coined, I want to coin the term Goku Paradox specifically Goku. for that. Like this character mm. exists because
0: X says, I want to fight somebody just as strong as me. And what does Goku want to do? Yeah, he wants to fight stronger. Well, he doesn't want to fight someone just as strong as him. He wants to fight characters who are stronger than him. He wants the challenge. Okay, similar.
1: Alright, so since you said you wanted obscure, I'll uh, go with uh, one of the characters from Cowboy Bebop. It's a the episode's called Pierrot le Fou because that's the name of this assassin who's been sent after Spike, and he's a bullshit character because he can literally defy the laws of physics. He can hypnotize you. Also, let's not forget he's like a a three hundred pound rotund uh, mustachioed mo- monocle top hat the whole <clears throat> the whole nine.
0: How does he defy the laws and of he's physics?
1: Like, He's like he's like able to jump and float around.
0: Hmm.
1: Like and (laughs) he's just a he was uh, I would I would almost argue he was put there just so Spike had someone who could actually kill him but didn't. And like this this the whole episode revolves around this whimsical Bullshit assassin basically chasing Spike down, I think on Mars <clears throat> or someplace. Almost kills him. But then he messes up, and
0: that's how Spike is able to take gotcha. him. Away. I don't remember that episode. It's been so long since I've watched Cowboy Bebop.
1: Yeah. And it, it, that was one of the ones I was thinking because I thought you said. Bad
0: guys. No, anime.
1: I typed uh, it yeah, I he, was, he was literally
0: typed bullshit. it in the messenger. <laughs> yeah, well, you know,
1: you know me and on in, inability to pay attention things it's fine. things <laughs> are. Right. Uh, I can't word good sometimes, damn it. But uh Uh, How about um, knives
0: from Trigun? I forget what knives was even able to do. He, knives is bash. Yeah, I know. I forget what his powers were.
1: Same thing as Bash. Like he could turn his entire arm into a world destroying. Oh, that was it.
0: No, oh, I thought he had other powers because yeah. all like the agents he sent after Vash all had a different array of abilities.
1: Yeah, like Legato. Legato was another one I I put in there. He, you want to talk about emo Sasuke could take hmm. lessons from. Legato. Was he the one
0: who could control people?
1: Uh,
0: I think the, the so. one who forced Vash to kill him. Yeah. Yes. Had the ability to yes. control people just by talking to them, yeah. And then he forced Bash to kill him, or they were gonna kill the two uh, ladies he'd come to become friends with. The insurance yeah, the, the insurance, insurance girls.
1: girls. <clears throat> and actually it seems like Legato is a music has a musical definition to it, but yeah. He was him him and both him and knives were bullshit characters in that, you know, not like they're Vash knife knives are, are brothers. And, uh, what was it? The, I, I almost, I want to say world ship, but it wasn't, it was like a colony ship it was about to crash. And, uh, the, the chit the girl, I can't remember what her name is that Vash always had the longing for Put him and knives into an escape pod and shot him off. Now, like like with with Cowboy Bebop, it's been a long while, years since I watched. Uh,
0: yeah, try
1: But like, but like, the only reason Vash is or knives is pissed off at Vash is story because you you know Vash has to have the antagonist. Well, no, in, not
0: no. Does knives do okay? So Knives is mad at Vash because Knives – so, okay, for those who don't know, and just as a refresher, Knives and Vash are not human. Mm. They are an alien plant-based kind of race, which is why they can turn their their arms into those cannons. Um, And you find out that humanity is drawing its power from these huge, like, reactors – that are drawing the energy out of their race of people. Knives and Vash's race of people are yeah. actually the batteries that are powering humanity. So Knives wants to liberate them, but, if, but liberating them would, mean, would literally uh, mean the end of humanity. They cannot survive without that energy being pumped into their towns and stuff. Um, but Knives doesn't care. He wants to liberate right. his people, and Bash <laughs> went against him on that. That's why Knives and Bash are at odds, because Knives wants to liberate his people, and he doesn't care about what happens to the humans. Whereas Bash is uh, is more than happy to allow things to stay where they with the way they are, and is and he actually likes people.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> well, see when you when you cloud the issue with facts, now now he doesn't seem that that much of a bullshit character. Damn it! <clears throat> see, there you go, Gerald.
0: Cloud, cloud the issue with, with facts. facts.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: Remember, uh, remember, uh, everybody, if you want to win an argument, and just cloud the issues with facts. <laughs> nope, t-shirt idea. <laughs>
1: I smell a t-shirt idea, <clears throat> but okay. So I, I guess I could say it's, it's bullshit in that um, he sends lackeys just to extend the time between meeting bash and the final confrontation. And even the final confrontation kind of falls flat.
0: If I, no, I don't correctly. remember the final confrontation at all. So that might be why. <laughs> it could have just been a bad confrontation. So I don't remember it at all. I think I remember Vash <clears throat> doing like a double cannon shot. Uh,
1: it was. E- I, I want to say it was either him or Knives that did that because Knives or Vash had the silver. Revolver knives had the yeah. black revolver, and like, in the the last episode is just Vash walking up to a spot in the middle of the desert. There's knives, just you know, sitting in a lounge chair, sipping on a on a friggin' mojito or something. And they and they have just like a, a like he's like Vash knives, and then you know then it's the the title screen. And then they talk and then all of a sudden just guns shooting. And you're right. One of them does grab both. I think it was knives. He grabbed, he gets both uh, revolvers and then makes both his arms yeah. into the cannons. And I, I think it was something along the lines of, well, if you won't join me, I'll just destroy the world. You know, cause I don't want, you know, our plant brothers and sisters, you know, keeping the humans fed, you know because we we see throughout the episodes that the 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 plant aliens are actually kind of suffering in the in the reactors that they're in they're not just
0: kind of they are it's killing them yeah so the the whole the whole theme of it is that Knives isn't wrong for wanting to save his people even at the expense of humanity because we would do the same thing. And at the same time, Vash isn't wrong in wanting to save humanity even if it means uh, um, abandoning his own people. So it's the duality of it, – it, neither one is wrong but neither one is right because Vash is horrible for leaving his own people to suffer – Just for the humans, but knives is horrible because he's more than willing to just murder the entire species of humans to free his own people. So it eh. right. It's oh,
1: there's a there's a trope about that. It's like rock and hard place. But I'll probably think I'll look it up later and maybe put it in the show notes. But yeah so see hit Gerald Cloud in the issue with that making <laughs> my bullshit characters not sound as bullshit as I
0: think god damn it uh, uh, right, you got I anybody else uh, how much longer do you want to go
1: oh, let me check Let's see. Uh, well if you want to do one more I think with all the segments put together, it'll be a little over an hour and a half for this, uh, this part of okay, the podcast. Okay, so
0: uh, then I'll give honorable mentions, and then I'll do one more for me. So uh, just as honorable mentions, uh, we'll do all Shonen Jump protagonists. Naruto, Goku, Ichigo, Luffy, Yuki, <laughs> all of them. Uh, I already said Super Saiyan Four, Gogeta, Hit and Jiren, uh, Sephiroth, Sauron from Lord of the Rings, Voldemort from uh, Harry Potter. Huh?
1: Wait, 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 wait! How is Sauron how is Sauron? Culture?
0: Did Are you, you not about... see the part where he was literally defeating you... an entire army of humans and elves by himself? Oh, yes. <laughs> Because you have the ring. Well, right. The ring and the ring is a part of him. It, it, he forged the ring and it's actually a part of him. That's why they had to take it to Mount uh, Mount Doom in order to actually destroy him.
1: Mount Doom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Every everything about Sauron <clears throat> is bullshit. Oh. He's like the most powerful of his species, which is like a shape-shifting demigod species. Uh ruled all over what mordor i think is the is the lands that he ruled all over and yeah he was just yeah and he was just mordor, kicking yeah. the crap out of two armies all by himself didn't care <clears throat>
1: <laughs> okay so so just just in the interest of devil's advocacy this part during the podcast is where that little Facebook window would pop up and it'd say, let, uh, let us tell you how Sauron did so much good for the people <laughs> of Mordor. You know, he gave them jobs. He put them, put them out of squalor. He, you know, he made industry. Of course he would, like killed half the forest to do it. But I mean,
0: he had to crack a beside. few eggs, but Hey,
1: to make it. Let, an omelet. let us. <laughs> 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 right. Okay, so as, as a Harry Potter fan who's read all seven books, I, I used to own them, but they've, they've sadly been lost. How so is Voldemort a bullshit Voldemort
0: character? Voldemort's a bullshit character this. is, one, when he was a child, he was able to speak Parseltongue, which was an incredibly rare ability that they thought was lost. Second, he's the most powerful wizard on the planet outside of Harry when Harry actually gets to that point. Two, he brought himself back from the dead. Three, he created, what was it, seven or twelve magical horcruxes that made it, yeah, seven horcruxes, seven horcruxes. that made him immortal unless they were destroyed. <laughs> like, Voldemort and Harry Potter is all kinds of bullshit. You forget the part where he just went on a killing spree, just ava and everybody? <laughs> um.
1: It's it's oh, a lot wow. of and yeah, and the reason he was able to speak Parseltongue is because his mother, the Harry- oh, oh, okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Go ahead. From, no, yeah, his mother was descended from uh, uh, Slytherin, Slytherin himself. And his his mother was bluntly she was she was an ugly witch, so she used uh, love potions to charm Voldemort's dad into falling in love with her. And after you know they got married and they had Tom, being the dumb witch she is, she's like, oh well, you know we've got a kid and you know he seems to love me and everything. I don't need to feed him the love <laughs> potion anymore. <laughs> Well,
0: yeah, like you, you, you do know the love potion was basically mind controlling the guy, right? Senior. He's not going to thank you for that.
1: So once you stopped feeding him the love potion, Tom Riddle Sr. pulled the uh, I'm going out for a pack of
0: cigarettes. Routine. I'm going to get some milk. <laughs> and then disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> <You're>
1: right. <laughs> Okay. So uh, all right. So keep going. Sorry, I just I just had. No, to you're
0: just, good. you uh, King Ghidorah and Godzilla, both bullshit characters in their world. Omega Weapon from Final Fantasy, the Tonberry from Final Fantasy. Do you remember the Tonberry? I believe Me, he's been Fantasy. in all of them. He's the little turtle with the knife and the uh and the lantern. And when you got into a fight with him, he would just cast death and kill you instantly. Remember that motherfucker? <laughs> that bullshit? And he had shit tons of health and all the resistances in the world? Remember that fucker?
1: I don't, but the way you describe him? Yeah. Yes,
0: definitely that bullshit. That <laughs> motherfucker. If, when you went to fight Omega Weapon... The cave you had to go through was full of tomberries, Berries. Like, fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last honorable mention in the honorable mention section is Aurelian Soul from League of Legends, who is literally a celestial dragon that created stars. His story is that he got tricked by a spacefaring alien race into putting on a crown. That subjugated him into their servitude. But he he was he's he's a celestial dragon.
1: <laughs> right. So some some non celestial bullshit crowns going to be able to control him, and right?
0: that's just the story they came up with in League of Legends. And uh, not only is he a celestial dragon who creates stars, his uh, he has an ability uh, I think it's called galaxy burst. I'm probably wrong about that. I'm doing this off of memory. Um, but basically, his Q, he, right. uh, he shoots, he spits out a galaxy, and the galaxy grows as it goes, and then when it hits something, it stuns the hero or minions that it hits. And it can it can actually get so big, it can AoE stun an entire team. But he spits out an actual galaxy
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so uh, Andromeda, and then it hits you. Ow! I'm stunned. I'm not dead because the weight of five billion stars uh, is pressed down upon me.
0: So uh, let's see. So other honorable mentions would be Alucard from Helsing. Uh, oh, Alucard's no, a bullshit no. character, man. I love him. But you know yeah, he's I'm a bullshit him. character.
1: Yeah. Especially when he
0: releases yeah, control art restrictions absolutely. To level one. Th- He's a character <laughs> who reinstated his own existence. Like <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> like summon your demon,
1: love. What was it? The Helsinger Bridge. Some yeah, give me a hug.
0: <laughs> like when he's fighting the uh, Valentine brother, and he's like, "Come on, fight me, shoot me, stab yeah. me, give me a hug." <laughs> um, so <laughs> that was a seventy-two-inch plasma TV with Netflix. Clutch. So, what can I do for you? <laughs> uh,
1: oh, I, I do have that down as a, uh, as a short topic we can do. Because I would love to just bullshit about
0: uh, yeah. Helsing Abridged. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Hold- so, so uh, just
1: a quick Uh, Quick interruption. Since you mentioned League of Legends, I think our mutual friend Crit posted something. Where'd it go? Uh, He posted something in our Discord that I think I think there's going to be a League of Legends
0: MMO. Oh, did I not? uh, I meant to put that on the docket to talk about during my week. Yes, League of Legends is developing an MMO. They actually are doing that. Now, these aren't the same guys as the devs who left Riot and started uh, Project V. That's something completely different. That's their own company. And I believe, though, this is in response to those developers leaving Riot and starting to make theirs. Because, like I said when I talked about it last week, um, those devs... Their, their Project V looks very League of Legends. All of their characters look very League of Legends. So what I think Riot is doing is in response to that, they're coming up with their MMO so that their player base doesn't go over to Project V. So we'll see how that goes. But yes, uh, League of Legends is currently now working on an MMO, which means they will have their hands in the pockets of the mobile market, the card market, because As if anyone doesn't know, or as I can remind you, they do have a card game that is quite popular as well. Yep, they have a card game. It's actually pretty good. I've played it. It's actually pretty good. Uh, Digital.
1: Physical or digital?
0: They... They might oh, have actual physical cards. like They might have actual physical cards out there you can get, but I played the digital version online. Um, and now they will have their hands in the pockets of the MMO market um, and the fighting game market because they're also developing a fighting game. Riot's just trying to put their hands in everybody's pockets. <laughs> Fucking creepers. <laughs> all the, all the we want a piece balls. of every pie I mean to be fair If they do as good a job As they've done with League of Legends And their and their League of Legends card game If the fighting game comes out Just as good and the MMO comes out Just as good Dude I'm, I'm excited for it I can't wait to see what they do I mean d- Despite the community mm-hmm. The games are solid Games are good, so um, okay. Other, let me get through the other (laughs) honorable mentions, then I'll talk about the one I want to talk about. Uh, Onaga, the Dragon King, honorable mention. Um, Dante and Virgil from Devil May Cry, honorable mention. Uh, Cody, (laughs) dude. Dante and Virgil are such bullshit. You know, Dante and Virgil, right? from devil may cry?
1: Mhm. Dante is the the person okay. Well, Dante I, I assume he's the he's the demon with the he's the, with red the one. auto Virgil is pistols, his twin right?
0: brother, the blue one. With the samurai sword.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so you you know you know when when you say Devil May Cry then you say Dante and Virgil, what? you know what they're based off of? The Divine I'm I'm going to assume this because it it's seems very on the nose. The Divine Comedies, you know, um, Dante's Inferno, Purgatorio and Paradise. Dante is the is the character going into these places and Virgil is his narrator slash
0: hmm. is it based companion.
1: off of that? <laughs> Seems very on the nose to mm. me, but then that's just me.
0: Yeah, but the relationship between Virgil and Dante is not the same at all in Devil May Cry. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, honorable mention. <laughs> Probably uh, not. Boo, honorable mention. Avoid Lou Boo. That's all I need to say. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Oh, fuck that. Uh, Cody baby. from Final Fight in Street Fighter because he is basically Street Fighter's version of Frieza in that if they both trained, they would be the most powerful characters in their respective universes. Cody has no formal training as a fighter in Street Fighter, but when he uppercuts, he creates small tornadoes, like actual mini tornadoes. He defeated Ryu in one punch, and even when Ryu turned into evil Ryu, he was bored with the fight. Like, Cody is ridiculously powerful for no reason. <laughs> um, and my last two honorable mentions are Nur from Monster Hunter World and Idol from Killer Instinct. If you know why, it, those who are listening, if you know why, you know why. If you don't know why, go play these games. They're good games, and you will find out why. Uh, I know why nerd Dude, Idol was so bad. (laughs) I'm not talking about Idol in the current Killer Instinct game I'm talking about him in the first Killer Instinct game. Though in the current Killer Instinct game, he's pretty bullshit as well but just about every character in Killer Instinct has some bullshit going on with them. I gotta get back and play that fighting game. It's so good Um But, uh, (laughs) so the one I'm going to talk about last is Bayonetta from Bayonetta. Outright bullshit. (laughs) So Bayonetta is the daughter of an Umbran witch and lumen witch, which is taboo. So she's a child of darkness and light. She's that thing. She has superhuman strength and durability, seen when she headbutted a skyscraper and flung around satellites. She has what's called the Umbrin Climax and Sirius mode, which allow her to enter an ascended state of power, manifesting the limbs of multiple demons, continuously increasing her power, and allows her to perform an infernal weave, which allows her to summon fully formed powerful demons. And in this mode, she regenerates her health. She has Witch Time, which allows her to slow down time to enhance her speed to the point of surpassing light speed. She has Beast Within, which allows her to take the form Mm. of various animals for augmented abilities from combat to utility. She has witch walk, which allows her to defy gravity and walk on any surface. Because fuck you, Nightcrawler and Spider-Man. She has <laughs> she has Infernal <laughs> Kiss, which is the ability to control machines. So she's a technomancer. Um, at one time she possessed what was called the left eye of darkness, which surrounds her in a darkness that made her un. Touchable except by the person who possessed the right eye of light and at one time so at one time during the development of bayonetta the devs had the idea of creating a uh enemy who was basically the player character with all of bayonetta's abilities and when they did that the ai became and i quote from a very favorite podcast that i like to listen to uh, shout out the super best friends, which is now Wooly versus. But and I quote, it turned the, the AI into an invincible god being that couldn't be beaten. So they didn't do that.
1: Uh, oh well, her meant- hair her is her just
0: hair? her. It's a hair mechanic. Uh, her hair is what. Uh, forms her clothes And as she uses her abilities She loses basically clothing As her hair goes into using her abilities She's never Absolutely naked But she gets huh. close
1: And she's a curvy motherfucker I, I have that game for for uh, It was a uh, uh, Games with gold I think it's 360 And I played a little bit It's of a good game it. It, I have to finish it I'll I'll give it that, um, but go ahead and, go ahead and uh, continue speaking. I have a I have an honorable mention for another well, an honorable mention. Well, that's for pretty much it. Bayonetta
0: is Bayonetta. a bullshit character because if you get good at playing her, like so, her witch time that slows down time and allows her uh, to move faster. That happens if you. Uh, dodge an enemy's attack at the last minute right so if you do like a what i guess you could call it a perfect dodge if you mm. do a perfect dodge you go in the witch time well you can just keep doing it forever if you're good <laughs> enough you can always keep time slowed down and be so Fast that nothing can touch you. It's one of the reasons that when they tried to make an AI that could use all of her abilities, they couldn't beat it. It couldn't be stopped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, that game. That, um, unpopular opinion. That game is very pro... <laughs> I'd like
0: to think woman. it's pro-woman in a good way. Oh, no, it, it's- it definitely does the girl power thing, but it does it from the femininity is oh, femininity yeah. is good. Instead of having a woman who's trying to be like a man, she's a woman being a powerful woman, and she doesn't – she's not derogatory toward men in the process. She understands – She's not. She understands she doesn't have to put men down in order for her to be, uh, to, to, to be a powerful, you know, to be her own woman.
1: Yeah. Well, there was, no, there was one guy, but I, I guess in her defense, he was kind of, uh, are
0: you talking about Enzo? A
1: Chester-y kind of guy. Uh, it, it's been, well, there's it's a been short, a fat guy that's graduated. always driving
0: her around, which is Enzo. She dumps on yeah. him because Enzo's a sleazeball. Like, yeah, he probably. deserves everything she says.
1: Yeah.
0: It, uh, it, yeah, it was...
1: But, you know, I, yeah. I'm very far into the game, so, you know, you're probably... He deserves it, but, like, just, just out the gate, it seemed... You know, she... She she's a bitch to him. Oh but yeah, if, he, but if you he, say he, he, deserves fucking, it, then he, he deserves it. He,
0: so. She's not a bitch to him. What she is is she doesn't put up with his bullshit. Cuz Enzo is Have you ever seen um have you ever seen uh, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Basically. And you know how everyone in Always is Sunny. And you know how everyone in that that show is just a terrible human being? That's Enzo. Yeah. And she doesn't put (laughs) up with any of his shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, fair point. Fair point. Um, Excuse me. So, my honorable mention game. That it, it is kind of bullshit, but
0: it's uh, it's an interesting game,
1: Catherine.
0: I do know of Catherine. I haven't pl- I haven't played it uh, mostly because I don't really like puzzle platforming games.
1: Yeah, yeah that that's kind of what made me stop. But I, it was uh, it was it was a Games with Gold, so I downloaded it and started playing it and. Oh God, that's a, <laughs> that's a fucking bullshit game it, when, so for those who don't know, you, you play a guy who, um, well, long story short, you, you play a guy who, uh, has a girlfriend, but then you're propositioned by someone else. And there's three, was it was two, I think it's two older women, uh, frequent the bar that you frequent. And every night that you go to sleep, you become a, a sheep that has to climb up this
0: well, side Hold on, hold, of the hold face. on. You're, you're 70% right. So basically, the premise of the story is that your main character is a guy who has been <laughs> dating a girl for a while, but he hasn't asked her to marry him. And they've, they're, they've having. They have a fairly serious relationship. All his friends are telling him she's a good one. Make sure you keep her. Ask her to marry him. He's like, eh, I don't know. He kind of still wants to be single and mess around, even though he has this girl. Um, And she's been, and all her friends are telling her dump him. He's never going to ask you to marry him. He just wants to stay a child. He doesn't want to grow up. Um, So she gets to the point where she's like, look, you need to grow up we need to either, yeah, you need to shit or get off the pot. We sure need to, either pot. need to be in a committed relationship or I need to leave. I do not need to be in this relationship if it's not going to go anywhere. <clears throat> and she leaves. And he runs into another girl, Catherine. Uh, actually, both their names are Catherine. The girl he's dating and the new girl he runs into, they're both named Catherine. One with the C, one with a K. Um, and the new girl is this cute... Mm-hmm. She, she's cute. She's younger than his girlfriend. She's pretty and bubbly. Uh, she's sexy. And he gets uh, and they sit down and she tells him how she's like kind of gotten out of a rocky relationship and whatnot. And they're just talking at the bar and he gets drunk. And when he wakes up in the morning, he's naked in bed with her. And she mm-hmm. that Catherine, which I think is the one with the C, uh. Decides they are now in a relationship. And he can't tell her no. So he's hiding her from his still current girlfriend. While he's having this fling with this other Catherine. And then the dreams start. Where every night he goes to sleep. He has like ram's horns. And he's got his pillow. And he's and then you're doing platform puzzles while having it, it basically it's a nightmare world and it, it, it's all revolving around where he is in life and the two women that are now in his life and it's a psychological thing
1: yeah very much very much so and i, I think i've played through maybe uh maybe a quarter of it and oof oof So much of it. (laughs) So much crazy. And and it's bullshit. Just, it's bullshit. (laughs) Just, just leave it, leave it at that as bullshit.
0: But if you want to try it, try it. It's interesting. It seems like a good game. It's just not a game I'm interested in. I, I, puzzle games just aren't my thing. Hmm.
1: Indeed, so.
0: Uh, from this let's see, we're going to be doing two episodes of Blood to Zeus at a time, which I honestly think is the the better way to go about that one. Doing it one episode at a time is a little frustrating. Um,
1: yeah, I I I, I was <laughs> like, but we need content. But then I was like, eh, but yeah. trying to trying to spread this out. Eh, since I've seen. I know that you're gonna. You're loving. To Plus, hate the fact we're always
0: to going to have content. Off. Like, there's always going to be something. So, I don't think you need to worry about that. Um, uh, as far as Hannibal, still an amazing show. <laughs> Can't wait to watch the third episode and see where the season goes. Uh, looking forward to it. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, bullshit characters exist everywhere. Um. I mean that's really all I can say about that subject like bullshit characters man just doing crazy (laughs) ridiculous shit either they're too smart for their own good too powerful for their own good getting bullshit power ups like all manner of ridiculous shit so (laughs) indeed
1: indeed Well, I mean, what else can I, can I add to that? But um, yes, I'm, and uh, you know, I'm someone who, who I like, when we had cable, I I did enjoy watching uh, Law and Order SVU, especially sometimes NCIS, but you know, those, those, those shows are definitely geared towards and, and I almost hate to say this, but they're, they're more geared towards the boomer generation, especially with uh, the way they talk about technology. It ugh, makes me just roll my eyes so much, but Hannibal doesn't do that, which I like. I like that a lot. You know, it, it's, it, it focuses on its meat and potatoes, as, as you would say, one way or the other, it's just you want the you want the psychological thrill. Here it is, come get it. Uh, you know, you can binge it on on the flicks of net. Uh, we're not doing that because we want to provide episode by episode commentary. But uh, yes, so
0: <laughs>
1: I'm kind of rambling now at this point.
0: Okay. Well, thanks so for you joining us, us again, everyone. Have a good day. Continue having a good week. Be safe out there, and Merry Christmas to everybody.
1: Yes. Yes, indeed. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, what is a? Do the I Muslims have, have a Christmas? Honestly no is it Ramadan? Idea. Alexa, is there a Muslim version of Christmas? Sorry, I don't know that. But do you like to hear a hmm. few things I can do? No. <laughs>
0: Let's see. Oh, there we go. Let's see. Is it what I think
1: it is? Uh, no. Uh... Okay, no. They don't ha- Muslims do not have a version of Christmas. So, yeah. So, happy holidays for those who do not wish to associate with that. Merry Christmas to those who do. Uh, happy Hanukkah to those who do that. Kwanzaa to those who do that. And oh, uh, uh, merry solstice. I think it's to easier to, to just wish everybody
0: that. a happy holidays. I think that's becoming the new trend. <laughs> I think Happy Holidays is I think.
1: <laughs> no, but I'm trying to be inclusive. Here. Well, but yes, Happy Holidays is the inclusive way. So, thank you, everybody, as Gerald said, for joining us. Uh, hopefully, your this, the coming week is good for everybody. Have a happy-